welcome to Heaping Spoonful, a twice-monthly conversation with restaurateurs, chefs, growers, and others who have helped generate the legends associated with eateries across the Mid-South. The team at Benny Keith is proud to sponsor this adventure with the goal of preserving the stories that have helped cultivate an amazing food scene across the Mid-South. So kick back and enjoy a heaping spoonful. Greetings to everybody out there in podcast land and welcome to Heaping Spoonful. I'm Kelly Bass and it is my pleasure after decades of writing about restaurants for Little Rock, Arkansas-based newspapers and magazines to be the host of this podcast and just talk about restaurants and talk to the people who make them great. Thanks to Benny Key Foods for giving me the chance to cast a spotlight on chefs and restaurateurs and today a culinary director from across the Mid-South. Um, we're in the Heaping Spoonful studio here at Benny Keith with Brandon Douglas, culinary, culinary director for four outstanding coffee shops in Little Rock, Arkansas area. Um, so welcome, Brandon. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, it's a great honor to be here, and uh, thanks for the time to, to talk coffee, a little coffee shop sure, talk sure. with you. yeah. We are looking forward to it. So, you know, one of the culinary phenomena of the last two or three decades is the advent of specialty coffee, especially coffee drinks, and thus the advent of coffee shops, which are almost always more than just places to get coffee. Those of us of a certain age, I mean, when I was growing up, coffee was just coffee, and it was usually a pot at breakfast, whether you were home or you were out, or, you know, it was in the break room at work for the all-day coffee drinker, and it was just, you know, we had Folgers and Maxwell House and... Later, a Mr. Coffee, you know, pot, but it was just your standard cup of Joe stuff. And do you, and maybe it predated this, but I would always think that it was really kind of Starbucks that changed everything. Do you agree with that? I, w- I would agree with that. I, I think if you put a little more context to it, I think coffee shops like ours have always been around. And your coffee aficionados knew what lattes and cappuccinos and espressos were. Starbucks certainly made it mainstream. Right. Okay. Across the country, made it. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but even the Starbucks that are going up currently are predominantly uh, drive-through. Yeah, that's their thing. And I've I live close to one, and when I come down the hill from my house, I immediately get in the left lane of Cantrell because I know the right lane is going to have people turning into Starbucks, yeah. and uh, more power to them. And I guess your point is well taken. So I might not have paid attention enough to known about a specially locally owned coffee shop in the past. And then once Starbucks came up and I started looking for them and cause I would always prefer to go to one of your places. When we travel, we look for local coffee shops. So I looked to their, there are more than 33,000 Starbucks in the world and about That's half, unbelievable. Of those, half of those are in the United States. I've been in Manhattan where you can see more than one just from standing still. And you know, in cities where Starbucks has established a foothold, locally owned and operated coffee shops, again, either were there or popped up and the Little Rock area is proof of that. So you work for a team that uh, made the in- decision to invest in uh, the coffee shop business. Uh, when, when did they start thinking that, hey, maybe this is something we want to get into? Well, the ownership team, um, one gentleman in particular, got a hold of Leva's Coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a retail coffee that you can buy also out there. It's sold at different stores or different coffee shops that especially brew his uh, bean. Uh, but the founder of that is Giovanni Leva, and uh, he has a huge vision. His family owns, I'm going to give you the short story. Right. Uh, be f- free to look it up on the website. Um, 
when you can. Uh, but his family owns a coffee bean farm. Okay. In Guatemala. And uh, I've met his grandmother. Oh, cool. And uh, excuse me, his mother. And uh, they came from Guatemala and we're walking through the coffee trailer. And it's uh, their whole family from the moment it gets planted and whatever team they have down there growing it, they send the beans here to Sherwood right off of their farm uh, after they dry them there. It gets roasted right here in Sherwood, so only one 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 turn from Guatemala to here. At no middlemen, right? And uh, phenomenal roasting process out there in Sherwood that that uh, his team does out there. So uh, then the big picture is to have some of the proceeds go back to help. Sure, give to the community back there where they're from in Guatemala. And so one of the owners that you work with got a hold of that coffee and said, "Man, this and love was good and love the story." And, and Geo still involved with with his operation. Absolutely, oh, yeah. that is totally cool. Yeah. yeah. So I guess once they saw that, then they saw other opportunities. So I, I sense we have talked before we start recording, I know that you indeed have a food service and restaurant background, but, and I guess that's one of the, besides being a fabulous human being, that's one of the reasons these guys hired you. Well, thanks. Because they're, they're, they're businessmen and you're a business guy, but, but, but you have the culinary background to help them push forward the, the operations that they have purchased and also to grow them and, and maybe diversify a little bit. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Sure, sure. That's right. So they're not food service guys. They're guys that are yeah. looking for good business opportunities. Correct. Okay, cool. Well, we are looking, uh, we are recording this episode of Heaping Spoonful in early June of 2023. And you all uh, operate four premier coffee shops in the areas. Mugs Cafe in the Argenta neighborhood of North Little Rock. A second Mugs Cafe in the Heights in Little Rock, Milo's Coffee in Hillcrest, and Leva's in Far West Little Rock. So walk our listeners, and you told me through the order and time frames generally of, of when you all got involved in those. Did it start with Leva's? Uh, well, Leva's was was the first, then the, then the Mugs Cafe and Milo's came on uh, with acquiring those businesses. Um, the objective was to get Leva's Coffee into each one of those stores. Okay. And so, so you're, you're okay. So the, so the they are sell they are brewing and serving Leva's coffee in your other locations. Yes, sir. Oh, I see. Well, that makes perfect sense because yeah. you already know how good it is. Correct. And like I said, they it's a good nice roast. Uh, we have beautiful dark medium roasted coffee yeah. beans. Yeah. And you know right where it's coming from because you've met the Guatemalan mother who's that's, right there on the farm. That's right. That's oh, awesome. That's, that's cool. I mean, I doubt almost anybody that works in the coffee retail business can say, yeah. I know where those beans came from. I know where they were roasted. And now yeah. we're grinding them and, and making them for you. I was showing my wife uh, pictures of the farm because Gio shared, uh, you know, the story of Guatemala a little bit with us in a meeting uh, not too long ago. And um, I showed my wife the pictures. They, I was like, hey, you should see the coffee farm. And when I showed her the pictures of this, just it's a hun- over 100 acres. Yeah. Of this vast uh, land, she's like, "Oh, a farm! Like, that's yeah. not what I pictured at all. It's like hills and mountains, and and just it was beautiful scenery where these Sounds beans like are a growing." Road trip to Guatemala or a flying I, trip to Guatemala? I think might we need. It's hey, I think it's a I think it's a legitimate business expense yeah. for sure. So I'm sure it's not coincidental, and it wasn't coincidental when they when they um, opened them. But for those who aren't familiar with this area, I mean, Argenta. 
Hillcrest and the Heights are three of the coolest neighborhoods, and they're neighborhoods that people like to hang out in. Now, mm-hmm. what, this in far west Little Rock, a lot of people live and work. I don't know if it's quite the hangout, although if you've got a cool coffee shop and you've got people working out there and living out there, I guess that it, it can be. Well, the there's a cool setup for outdoor hanging out at the trailer, the coffee trailer, Leva's Coffee is a coffee house is a trailer. Okay. And so there's fire pit, nice lighting, great for the fall and the springtime. Um, and then we're, we're really one of the only uh, coffee roasters that I know of right there in that Western. I mean, when you say West Little Rock, it's, it's out, way there, out there, right? Uh, by the ranch and, and where they just put that new bank of the Ozarks. And um, so it's, it's very much out there on its own, and so we get quite a bit of business of those people's commuting into work. So Sure, and, you know, they all appreciate good coffee, and sure. a good spot right there by them. Well, I've been lucky uh, to spend quite a bit of time in Paris where my sister has raised her family and lived for more than 40 years. And, you know, I've been in cafes, and the coffee experience there is, is very different. Uh, it's very common to see someone walk into a cafe, walk up to the, to the bar, order a coffee, which is always just a really small shot of espresso, basically shoot it down like medicine, pay, and be out of there in um, two minutes or less. But that's not what happens in your places. This, they're, they're places to, to be and, and to enjoy your coffee, enjoy some food, spend some time, and enjoy yourself. Not having spent any time in Paris, but yes, we, we have a lot of people who um, get that bottomless cup uh, and hang out and and study or just hang out with friends. Um, I know my wife loves hanging out with, with friends of hers over coffee and tea. Uh, we have some great teas in our mm-hmm. most cafes and Milo as well. Um, and, and just hang out and, and talk. And, yeah. it's uh, Well, I'm, I'm kind of a, a two latte guy, both for often consumed at home before I go to work, though I certainly might have a third if I'm with somebody and we mm-hmm. choose a coffee shop as a locale. But you know, coffee today is so many things to so many people. I mean, there's different styles. I mean, you just mentioned latte, cappuccino. Um, I think you also mentioned something else. Um, and in different styles, different preparation methods, often cold or iced. Kind of, when you talk about what's hot, so to speak, in the world of boutique coffee, what where what are sort of the trends these days? We get a mixed bag of, of just about everything. I'm actually picturing our product, Miss. Uh, right off the top of my head, latte still top dog in sales. It, it right. dominates anything we do, even from the bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Yeah, uh, it 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 dominates. It's always our number one seller. Then macchiatos are next, usually in that. Uh, and then mocha. macchiato is is that? It's just a different kind of an espresso shot kind okay. of drink, like the latte. Um, and then that's the stuff that I've learned coming on board is the different kinds and styles of espresso. Drinks like the Americano, which is a watered down espresso, um, and you got the cortadas, and and then the Cubans, and and we don't sell a whole bunch of those, but your coffee aficionados, like I mentioned earlier, come in and we'll order those um, obscure but very well known, if you will, uh, coffee drinks. Like I said earlier, uh, I think Starbucks has taken the cappuccino in the latte mainstream, but you still have those coffee aficionados that want to come and say, I'll take a Cuban and and things of that. And then more, more ice. I see more ice lately. There's a lot of ice drinks there. That is, as we get into summer, you might see that even more. Yeah. uh, Depending on the barista you may be talking to, they may say that's a Starbucks drink, but uh, it's hot in Arkansas. 
Uh, I actually started putting a few cups of ice in my coffee when I met uh, Chef Sam Choi. Yeah. Uh, sure. He was at the culinary school when I was there, and he, he put a whole bunch of ice in it. But that's when I decided, speaking to something you stated earlier, I, I like my coffee immediately pal- palatable. Right. So I don't need it scree- uh, screaming hot. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Heaping Spoonful. <clears throat> We're visiting today with Brandon Douglas, uh, whose team has put together a force in the locally owned coffee shop market in Little Rock and North Little Rock, Arkansas. So hang on. We'll be right back. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Heaping Spoonful. We at Benny Keith Foods enjoy talking about the food scene almost as much as we enjoy providing the top quality ingredients that help restaurateurs and chefs across the Mid-South create their magic. Now let's dive even deeper into the culinary world with your host, Kelly Bass. Welcome back to Heaping Spoonful and our visit today with Brandon Douglas. So you've told us about trends in coffee and and you mentioned in passing, I think, a uh, bacon or sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. So I know food fits into the equation. Um, are the food, do you have set food options at your four spots, or does it vary by location? And what is it? I mean, I would think, obviously, there's breakfast-type things, so maybe some sweets and some savories. What what kind of food do you all offer? So at our, all three locations, Mugs, Cafe, Milo's, actually all four Leva's, we'll, we have some pastry options. Mm-hmm. Um, now at the Mugs Cafe, we... Uh, have the same breakfast and lunch menu. Right. And then at Milo, we have a, a little different breakfast and lunch menu that uh, is just a little different because we do uh, some gluten-free options there. We, we really try to focus on some more things like that in those locations. Now, Leva's is a, is a trailer, so is it doing food or not really? Just doing, the pastries. It's the pastries. Mm-hmm. And so you you mentioned lunch. So you, you're, you're not, you know, while some people quit drinking coffee at... Nine or ten o'clock in the morning. It's, others don't, and so when you're there at lunchtime, what are the what are the hours of what, what time do you look? I'm sure they start six or seven. What time do they close? So uh, currently it's seven to to two thirty. We will be running uh, that Sunday through th- Wednesday, and uh, we'll be open till four. So the kitchen closes at two thirty, but we're open till coffee till four. Okay. And then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we're actually open from seven p.m. all the way to nine p.m. We just started launching a p.m. dinner service a couple okay. of weeks ago, so we're really excited to to try that dinner uh, hour a little bit. And the menu um, is not not like anything else you really have seen. Uh, it's got some from uh, some food that you've seen everywhere else, but we're really kind of focused on that snack grazing kind of mentality. Right. A lot of shareables are on that sure, menu. Sure. For example, uh, we have a Creole shrimp and andouille kind of cast iron pot. And mm. so we send that out really for two people to share and snack on over a glass of wine or a cup of coffee. Yeah. Okay. Is that is that already launched at, at, at Mugs and we're, Milo? We're going into week three okay. uh, this week, so it's fresh off the presses. Okay. So we again, we hope people go back and listen to these episodes for years to come. But like I said, this is early June of 2023. Yep. So anytime you hear this, this is happening, and I, I think that's really. Uh, I mean, again, uh, I doesn't. I don't think your team makes haphazard decisions, and you can gauge the market and gauge the investment. Yeah. But you also work with folks and in, in yourself who have been actively working in the restaurant and uh, food business for for years. And so uh, the menu sounds sounds interesting. And um, and again, that's but that's at 
both Muggs locations and also at Milo's? Well, we're launching right now. We're launching at Muggs in the Heights. Okay. And at Milo, we also have a different PM menu. Again, that's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday as well. Uh, same thing. We have um, gluten-free like pita. Uh-huh. We have gluten-free tortillas. And so, excuse me, handmade tortillas and gluten-free pita. And so it's a little bit more of a wrappy Right. Sandwichy kind of cheese snack board kind of feel well, at Milo. I'm, uh, I'm less than I live less than a mile from uh, from Milo, so I'll I'll come in and check it out. But yeah. but, but, but good good for you. So I guess you, one of your goals is to for food sales to continue to increase as a, as a percentage of your revenue. Of course, yeah. yeah. So and that's I think that's the name of the game. It, regardless, is sure in the food business we have to so right, and you got to yeah extend your reach. Um, both now you've extended in terms of hours, but also in terms of offerings and, and getting people used to. Because honestly, um, you know, there's not a ton of of early dinnerish, happy hourish kind of options along uh, in Hillcrest along along Kavanaugh. So that you'll that fits right in. It does actually. So you mentioned uh, maybe have a glass of wine. So you you have non coffee drinks. I'm sure you mentioned you have tea. Uh, I'm sure you have soft drinks, but so you do have beer and wine? Uh, at Muggs Heights, we do. Uh, hopefully at Milo here soon, we'll be able to offer that as well. So right. coming down the pipe. Good, good. That's that's really cool. Um, another thing I've, I've always wondered about, and uh, this also seems to have started at Starbucks, and we mentioned, um, you know, people liking to hang out. Is there is there a frustration with customers who come in, order a coffee, maybe a bite to eat, and then don't seem to ever want to leave or, or as long as it's not packed full and they're not taking a spot from anybody, is it just, Hey, we welcome you to bring your laptop or, you know, play games or do whatever you want to do. It's pretty open. Yeah. Um, I think that is the culture. Like you had mentioned earlier, that's just kind of started in our coffee atmosphere. I'm, I'm kind of thinking, uh, you know, hanging out at that lodge in the mountains, I don't sure. know why, and yeah. just hanging out with friends and having a cup of coffee, playing board games. And you see that actually in some of our coffee shops all over the country. And um, I think that is just part of the feel here. And I think people know uh, I can go there and hang out, and I can hang out until they lock the door and kick me out and sure. and uh, study or read a book. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's a little different than – than what you described in France as far as the, Yeah, that's just more like a seriously yeah. it's like they're doing like they're yeah. doing medicine or something. <laughs> it's just like I need this. I gotta it, it's, have it. It's for survival, Run not relaxation. Right. Yeah, it's, like, it's right. Pound and go. I see my coins on this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well and again, it, it's like I say, the neighborhoods where you are and, and even more now that you've got those big office complex out in West Little Rock, I mean, those are places that are neighborhoods, true neighborhoods. Argenta, Hillcrest, Heights. And so Having a coffee shop as a neighborhood gathering place serves a real purpose of building community. Yeah, I may be going out on a limb here, but I'm thinking of my demographic, the mid-40s. Right. Grew up watching Friends. Yeah. <laughs> How many hours were spent in that coffee shop just hanging out? And uh, I don't know if it, like I said, I may be going out on a limb on here, but that that may have also kind of helped kind of generate that that mentality. I think you're right. I, I really a very do. popular show. Yeah, yeah. So, um Again, you, you, you talked a little earlier about just helping with operational issues from, from closing procedures to, you know, all the things that you have to do to keep a, a restaurant in top operating form. 
I guess there's a, a decent amount of training that has to be involved in getting your baristas up to speed on all of those different ways people want their coffee prepared and served. Yes, uh, tons of training on that end. Uh, I've learned a ton since I've joined the team myself uh, as far as pulling shots and what does that mean and an espresso has to be at this temperature. And so there's a lot to learn uh, from the coffee standpoint. And then my role on the culinary standpoint, now that we're doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner, create these menus, go in, do the teaching and training, um, leave the tools behind for the cooks and right. and the managers at each store are the ones who are, are driving the front of the house experience with the baristas. And uh, again, doing the training, the cultivating, leaving the tools behind, you know, this is how we make this coffee. We make the French dip sandwich like this, and here's the recipe and pictures. Sure. And so that that's the stage that we're in currently, especially with the PM service, the dinner service. Right, and because your your culinary background goes, I mean, again, by my standards, you're a young man, but you <laughs> you've been doing it for well over. I mean, we were just talking with Rusty Mathis, who's the general manager here at Benny Keith in North Little Rock, and you guys have known each other for ten, twelve years at least. Yeah, at least. and and and. Uh, Again, have have a lot of uh, of different perspectives because you've you've worked at a lot of different places and, and helped build these same kind of programs. So that's exciting, and, and it's exciting to see. Um, again, it's not just same old, same old. Here's what we do. We, we're let's look to do some different stuff for sure. So we're talking about training. So how is it that they make those cool designs on top of lattes? Is that I mean, it's obviously training. Is there some little trick to making those cool it, things? It's about the foam. Yeah, it's about the foam on the on the that they do when they do the lattes. And yeah. the, it's really quite amazing to watch happen as, as people are learning. And goodness, you can look out online and there's some immaculate people that are very well crafted at this. Um, and we're hiring, by the way. Yes. <laughs> uh, so with all that being stated, um, it is it is truly an art form. And uh, they just keep getting better at it the more creative people get. And the thicker they get the foam frothed and the weight of the espresso is sure. actually really quite a, a neat dynamic on how all that works. Well, you were just talking, you led me right to my next question because you were talking about your hiring. And I think I see we're hiring signs in lots of places. Everywhere. A lot in the food service business. So Everywhere. we know that labor shortages uh, have been an issue for many, particularly I think when reopenings after, after COVID, people maybe reassessed what they wanted to do and they had the dynamic was different with some of the government assistant and things. Is is a big part of your job, or at least your team's job, attracting and retaining talent? I mean, is that something you got to spend quite a bit of time making sure we love you, we want you to love us, and we, we, let's let's make sure you're feeling good about working here, and let's 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 just make this place better than ever. We've been pretty good uh, since I've started, um, as far as retaining the team that we currently have. Mm-hmm. Um, took quite a bit of work to get that team together. Uh, so retention, I think, kind of holds its own. I think we have a great management team right now that are are uh, developing uh, a place of where people want to be to right. work, and Good. and our guests want to be to enjoy their coffee or their lunch or their breakfast. So I think that that's in place. The retention. Uh, for the most part, I think has been good, but getting help has truly been a challenge. Once we get them, I think it's all hands on deck trying to 
to figure out how we can keep them and keep them energized. Just through the door just because there's a lot of competition. It's a, That's right. It's a seller's market in the terms of labor these days. But but like you say, true. the best thing you can do is create a place that people like to be. And when people like to be working there, then people like to be enjoying their coffee and now their food there. And it just all adds to itself. I don't, I've tried to hire people away from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. And it is tough. I've offered people salary positions before. And, and like you just mentioned, like if, if people like where they are, yeah, it makes all the difference in the world. Well, Chick Fil A kind of sets the pace in service, and and, and uh, that's a model to aspire to. Because again, a chicken sandwich is sort of a chicken sandwich, but there's a lot of loyalists, and uh, a lot of that's the way they're treated by the employees. So yes. good for you. So without doing any real research, I haven't dug through the you know the internet, but you know the only other I work downtown Little Rock, and the only locally owned spots I think about are really in our neighborhood, which is Nexus, which is there on President Clinton, and there's a two Fidel locations. Is there a lot of competition in your neighborhoods, or are y'all kind of the coffee spot for those four neighborhoods where you are? So we're we're pretty much the premier local coffee shop in each one of our locations. Uh, I'm thinking we have a a pretty pretty heavy competitor. Uh, in North Little Rock nearby. Uh, Milo, we have another pretty heavy competitor nearby. Um, and then in the Heights, we're, we're kind of the only yeah. coffee shop in that particular area, at least in that stretch of Kavanaugh. Um, but there's there's some phenomenal coffee shops all over town. Okay, So it is, it is a tough, tough market, but I think we have... Uh, an advantage in in some ways because we do have the breakfast, lunch, and dinner options. It's not just sure. come in and have coffee. We also have brand equity. I mean, there you know people know and and I've had many a meeting at Mugs and Argenta because I, I you know that's a place. There's a I've just I could talk for a long time about how cool I think Argenta is and the restaurant scene. And I've had folks from those restaurants and from Flyway Brewery here, and there's a lot of good good vibes down there. But and then again. Hillcrest is a hangout neighborhood. It's a walk the streets neighborhood. You'll see so many people I know out the window of your shop with walking yep. their dogs and cruising up and down. It's just a real pedestrian friendly place and that helps. And then the same, you know, I've been to buy the glass right down from the, you know, really cool wine bar right down the street from your, from your mugs in the Heights and your mugs in the Heights was a Starbucks. Yes, it was. And they left and it was very publicly announced that they left because there wasn't a drive through and I know, as we said earlier, they're really focusing on drive-throughs because a lot of people, it's almost the French model. I just need this coffee on my way to work. But then again, you know, if you don't have to just grab it and run, come on into Bugs in the Heights and hang out. We do have some plans for each one of those down the road to to kind of put a unique spin on on the interior. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we have that looking forward to as well. You mentioned, I thought of the drive through when you mentioned that. So uh, thinking that more warm coffee shop feel in a couple of the other locations. Yeah. So we're, we're looking to make some uh, uh, upgrades here and there. And, Good. and uh, we're looking forward to that in the near future. So Well, I know that, you know, we, we talked a little before we started and you've got other veteran folks on your team that... Um, that have run successful places that that didn't you know we all know it's some, it's about the food and the and in your case the coffee and the other drinks it's also about the vibe and the and the interior so it's uh, it's encouraging to see what you guys are doing uh, I'm excited about it I'm 
a consumer of those goods and I'm in the no, those neighborhoods often. So I really appreciate you taking time to, to be our guest today and continue good luck with all you got going in the coffee world. We look forward to uh, in Little Rock and North Little Rock and uh, we look forward to hearing what you guys have coming next because you, you've got a, a, a good team and a good momentum and uh, we might just have to do another podcast here in a year and say, hey, look at all the things you've done since we visited in early June of 2023. So thank you, Brandon. Thanks to all of you who are out there uh, listening to this episode of Heat and Spoonful. Remember, we post them on the first and third Tuesdays of each month. So please check out the ones you've missed and keep an eye out for the new ones. Goodbye, everybody, and have a great rest of your day. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Heaping Spoonful. On behalf of all of us at Benny Keith Foods, Mid-South Division, please know how much we love connecting you with the legends of the culinary scene and their unique stories. I look forward to the next time we can offer you another Heaping Spoonful.